0: Learning in progress. Hello, and welcome back to Smarter Every Season, the podcast that is brought to you by the product support team here at Precision Planning. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. Last time. We talked a little bit about inventory management. We had Hans Jensen on the program and Brian Jackson is here with me. He was helping me to co-host that episode and jumped in on the uh, the interview with Hans. Brian is here as well. Hey everyone. And we're going to go for round 2 or part 2 now. And uh, we mentioned this last time but it's good to recap again. Episode 1 was Hans Jensen. Now as we dive even deeper into inventory management, uh we've got Rich Schliff from Schliff Precision Ag and Aaron Enley that are gonna be on this episode of the podcast. Um and so I th- think since we did most of the setup already, Brian, I think we're probably yeah, ready I think to go we ahead and go right and to it. Yep. Jump in and talk with Rich. Rich was up first and I should tell everybody too, they're probably gonna pull this out of the uh audio here pretty quickly. But um Rich is the business owner of Schliff Precision Ag and then he also had Chris Stoller. Um, who kind of runs the books for Schliff Precision Ag on the interview as well. So you're going to hear both of their two voices. Uh, But with that, let's go ahead and jump in with the interview with Rich Schliff and Chris Stoller. So I'm joined over the phone by Rich Schliff and Chris Stoller of Schliff Precision Ag out of Indiana. Um, Either one of you jump in, but just to kind of introduce yourself and give kind of a a high level a little bit, tell us about your business. Uh, Let's start there.
1: Okay, yes. Thanks, Tyler. appreciate the opportunity to visit this afternoon. Um, Slip Precision Ag has been in business uh, coming close to 20 years. We have grown uh, way more than we uh, anticipated. The Lord has just extremely blessed our business to the point now that we are buying and selling planters, doing complete rebuilds, adding uh, precision planting technology. Uh, our business um, focuses probably 90% around planting equipment and our farm operation is turned into basically a 700 acre test plot for our planter business. (laughs) And uh, with me here this afternoon is my son-in-law, Chris Stoller, and who takes care of uh, most of the financial lands, the books and, and helps with inventory and that sort of thing. And so that's why he's joining us in this conversation as well.
0: So when I had first reached out to you, Rich, about coming onto the podcast and talking a little bit about inventory management. It was because I had thought, and you are, but it was because I had thought you were using a program called QuickBooks to help with inventory management. And as I've kind of found out here through just us talking uh, before hitting the record button uh, on the podcast, you guys do use QuickBooks, but it's not so much for inventory management. Is that correct?
1: That is correct, and then want to be real clear, it is the QuickBooks online version as well, okay. and that's uh for multiple reasons, but one of them because of Chris being a pilot, um it gives him the ability to um, have access to this where wherever he's at uh, if he happens to be on the road for several days at a time
0: ah uh, okay, so. Chris, you had kind of made mention that um, there's some pitfalls or things about QuickBooks when it comes to inventory management for your business you don't necessarily care for. Um, so before we jump into those, is there a system that you are using or what, what do you do in terms of inventory management?
2: For right now, inventory management is basically go out on the shelf and look. What we have, Rich does a really good job, especially on some of the key parts of kind of keeping track, whether in his head or spreadsheets of knowing, you know, hey, I have this many monitors left or something like that, uh, where we can kind of ballpark it. So currently right now, that is uh, the method we're operating.
0: Okay. So now let's go ahead and jump into into QuickBooks. What is it about QuickBooks when it comes to inventory management that you guys don't care for. And I thought you had a really thoughtful answer when we were talking about this. Um, Again, before I I hit record, can you take me through that a little bit, Chris, kind of how you looked at your business and why you thought maybe QuickBooks wasn't going to work so well when it comes to inventory management?
2: Sure. Specifically for inventory management, I think if we were just strictly kind of a parts in parts out dealership, QuickBooks would be fine. But like I alluded to earlier with some of our complete planner rebuilds, these are projects that take a planner down to almost a frame and get rebuilt mechanically and then technology is added and oftentimes a liquid system is added on after that and this is a process that takes place uh, uh, we have some starting now that will be delivered here for this coming spring there's a tremendous amount of physical parts that go on that planner through that process and also what Plays into it is these tend to be living, breathing processes where the end grower will change their mind a time or four along the way, and different systems get added. And this thing is not invoiced out until it's delivered. And so where QuickBooks really fails for us is we would almost to accurately manage inventory with QuickBooks. I would almost daily have to be going out to each planner that we're currently building up, getting an accurate count of the parts that left the parts room that are getting put on that planner, go in and enter that under like an inventory adjustment. And then at the end would have to make the invoice for the same things and then reconcile the two against each other so we didn't have double parts leaving, if that all made sense.
0: Yeah, I think so.
2: We very seldom could trust the numbers that we had in QuickBooks for accurate inventory because we weren't, the way it is set up, or at least the way I understand how it's set up, it was not useful
0: for our
1: business. model. If everything went from the customer to be billed out, it would be fairly clean.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So I I think if I kind of understand this properly, the the challenge is... um, it's hard to know what you have in inventory and what is already on a planter. It maybe is just not built out yet.
2: That is exactly
0: correct. Okay. Okay. So how – I think if I understand this right, the best way that you're managing that right now or the way you're managing it is uh, it, it's it's a little bit just kind of rich being cognizant of that and knowing this is how many I have that are, are not um, – Set aside for a planner, and this is how many I have that are on a planner right now that are just not built out the door yet. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So take me through. You guys had an interesting perspective too on what you do use QuickBooks for, and I think the the reason that this is valuable and to kind of highlight this is I think QuickBooks has come up as something that other dealers use in their business, um, and so it's it's interesting to hear you guys comment on what it does or does not do in terms of inventory management, but I think there's also value in what it does do for other areas of the business. So can you take me through a little bit, what do you guys use QuickBooks for? How does it help your business?
2: Sure. I mean, we use QuickBooks kind of as the accounting software on the backside. So any invoices that we receive from vendors are entered in. It's where we keep track of projects. It's how we pay bills. We also use it to run payroll for our employees. Um, so it is kind of the, uh, yeah, the, the accounting brains behind it, just to make sure we're, we're making money at the end of the day.
1: And it does work really well for that. And another very positive part for us is our business accountant is very good with QuickBooks and the fact that we're based on, on the cloud and we have questions, we can call him up, and he can easy go in and see, oh, yeah, I see where where this is at. We need to make some adjustments there.
0: Okay, so you felt like support was a big piece of it. You had somebody who could support you in using it.
1: We we do because of our accounting firm uses it and is very good with it.
0: What else do you like about it when it comes to, like, the accounting side?
1: I think it's fairly clean.
2: It's fairly simple um, for, you know, dealing with profit and law, law statements and balance sheets and kind of the basics. Um, as Rich and I were brainstorming about some of the questions that may come up here, we kind of think, at least for our business, we are bumping up against the limits of what QuickBooks can do. We're finding ourselves uh, maybe being a little bit more frustrated with it when it comes to trying to keep up with a business of our size.
0: Can but you explain that a little bit? Yeah, for
2: example, um, when it comes to our liquid liquid systems on planners we build, you know, once again a grower does not want to receive an invoice that has, you know, forty-five different part numbers for every sitting or every length of hose. So, so we went to kind of a price per package type. Yeah, package model. Well, within QuickBooks, if you want to make a bundle, which is a group of parts that you sell at one price, the only functionality you have is pricing that bundle at the sum of its components. Well, there's a lot of times we don't want to price it at the sum of its components. Sometimes we want to price it less. You know, that's the advantage of buying a bundle. Other things that we have manufactured in-house... we price above the sum of its total because that's our profit margin. So I have to do a lot of time kind of on the back end, you know, hacking, not hacking, probably not the right word, but figuring out ways to work around it. So we are selling it for the amount we want to, versus the computer or QuickBooks saying, well, you're selling these five parts together and they each cost 20 bucks and the sale price is 100.
3: There's not much customization then. It's pretty much, it is what it is.
2: Yeah, and that is what, in the sheet you sent us, you know, one of my pain points was, you know, another product we use is Method for our CRM. Method is very customizable and we can go in on the back end, and change it, or even reach out to them and say, hey, we want this option and they will do it. QuickBooks is
0: what you see, what you get. So I don't want to put words in you guys' mouth, but I think I remember this from a previous conversation is that while you had brought up you're not using QuickBooks Online so much for um, an inventory management, the thought has crossed your mind or there is there is extreme consideration right now around having some form of a program dedicated to IMS, inventory management systems. Is that correct?
2: That is correct. I, I think as we sit down and say what are the areas we need to kind of improve our business uh, – especially as we're growing, getting a better handle on inventory would be at least near the top of my list.
1: (laughs) And then coupled with that as well, Tyler, is we're working through a transition where they're trying to make me slow down a little bit. As I've been told, they're trying to get stuff out of my head onto paper that more than one person can be doing it. And we're realizing that our current system could use some improvement.
0: So take me through that. As you think about that, what are the things that if we're going to invest in a IMS, have you guys had conversations around, this is what it has to do. This is what we need for our business. Take me through that evaluation process if you can.
2: I don't know if we've really got into it real deep as a group, but just off the top of my head, I would say, Something that would make it really easy for us for IMS would be a simple way for one of the techs or whoever grabs the part off the shelf uh, for that to be recorded that it is now leaving inventory. Even if it is, uh, whether it's going to a customer and he's uh, paying for it and carrying it out the door, or if it's going across the shop onto a planner, that will not move for another four months. I don't want to have a system that every time a tech needs another part, you know, he's filling out a form in triplicate and it's taking him 15 minutes. Uh, But yet somehow we have to capture those parts uh, as they leave the part room. And then once we get that accurate, that'll give us our accurate number that we are lacking right now. It will also help us drive decisions for when to order, how much to order, how much are we truly going through, those kind of questions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Rich, same question to you, or do, do you, you're probably coming at this then from the standpoint of the person who's trying to get everything in their brain into a system, right. That everybody else can access. What, what are your thoughts or what is a, was an evaluation of a inventory management system kind of look like for you?
1: I I would have to give that a little bit of a thought, but being as, as a trained parts man and, and as working in OEM dealership parts departments uh, before I had the opportunity to come back to the farm and then eventually start our own business. I have a lot of experience in that area, although it is 20 and 30 years ago. So parts is kind of my passion. And um, and so I think through, um, you know, there's been talk about the barcode system and and that sort of thing that I can see could be be pretty valuable if it can be done without a great amount of expense but then you know back a little bit to the quickbooks and the uh in the inputting side you know currently now when when chris gets an invoice from precision or any of our vendors that data is all manually entered and it would be nice that that would be coming in electronically that we could Import it instead of manually enter things so there there's a lot of different pieces of the puzzle um, and then you know as far as inventory and it it all comes down to physical space and organizing and um, you know as we come out with with new products either every year or every other year, um, and then some of these required more shelf physical shelf space you know, that becomes a challenge as well.
0: You had a really good thought too, Rich, about, um, the recommendation, I think, of QuickBooks to a friend. Um, one of the questions that we kind of talked about earlier was, was just that, would you recommend what you're using now, uh, to a friend? And I thought you had a good comment on that. So, um... I guess, would you comment on that? What what would be your recommendation to a friend or, or to a fellow business owner on using QuickBooks?
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of thoughts on that. My first answer is yes, we would. And partly because I don't know what else I would recommend. We do have experience with QuickBooks. And as Chris and I discussed this earlier, that we think it would be very satisfactory for somebody starting out or not in a, in a large dealership situation, or if his goal was something that would do a real good job for financial records and payroll and that sort of thing. Because I think from overall, we're fairly satisfied with with that part of it. It's when it's coming to these pain points that Chris discussed that we're, we're probably at the edge of trying to look for something different, but there again, we don't know where to look. Because currently, right now, we have our our information. A lot of our data is in QuickBooks, and some of it's in method. Um, They're using method for customer tracking and our complete planner tracking. And here in the last year, we've started putting a lot of documents on Google Drive that um, we have limited access, depending on who it is, who has ac- access to what documents uh, within our group. And even our sub-dealer group, we have a, a document folder there that they can ha- have access to documents on. So when
3: you, when you say payroll, does QuickBooks handle that too?
2: Yes. Yeah, so we pay a, an added subscription. And I, I'm real pleased with QuickBooks payroll. I mean, I, I physically sit down and you know enter the hours or the salary. But you know, I run payroll in about uh, 15 minutes for our group, and that's usually I'm cutting anywhere between nine to 10 checks every every pay period. So I've been very pleased. It's direct. We got direct deposit set up, so I have no qualms with the, the payroll side. It does a good job of figuring up the taxes that are owed and making sure we're staying on top of getting those paid in the right time. So. On that side, I'm very pleased with QuickBooks.
0: So the last thing that I wanted to ask you guys is if you're willing to share, what does that QuickBooks cost? And it sounds like maybe you've used a couple different like uh, upgrades or different platforms that they have. Uh, Would you be willing to share the cost kind of structure and what, what maybe different platforms you're using with QuickBooks? Off
2: the top of my head, I don't remember which level of QuickBooks online we are using. I think it is pro, but don't quote me on that and with the payroll subscription added on top of it is running us four seventy five a quarter, but that is getting as rich mentioned earlier are the our accounting firm are kind of QuickBooks authorized agents, so we get a discounted rate coming through them, so I believe that's a little bit less than what it would be retail off the shelf
0: okay. Rich, Chris, thank you guys very much for the time. We appreciate all you guys do as well. All right. Very good. Thank you. Have yep. a good day. See you Thanks. guys. All right. So that was Rich and Chris. couple things that I pulled out of that, Brian, that I think we should talk a little bit about. He mentions that they use QuickBooks, but they're not necessarily using it for the inventory management side. And I think for you and I, once we kind of heard that, we thought, well, there's still value in having this conversation because we want to know a little bit more about why they feel like a QuickBooks does not work for them. And this is not so much about QuickBooks. This is more about what do they need from an inventory management system that it's good for others to consider. So they talk about doing full planner builds and how going from full planner build to installing a full liquid system to installing precision components, QuickBooks just does not work very well for them for tracking all of those things.
3: Correct. Yeah, they said the. the the customization of the inventory management was where it lacked maybe a little bit. I'll say lacked. Um, but from the finances side, they loved it. Yeah. And, and I think, um, when we are just talking, I think we thought it was good to bring up that maybe as, as different businesses and business owners are at different journeys, um, at different points in the journey for their, for their business, I think it's, it It could be I mean there we have QuickBooks come up a lot when we talk to um, to people that they use QuickBooks, um, but maybe they're just not using it for an inventory management stamp from an inventory management standpoint, but I think that's why we thought it
0: was still good to talk about Yeah, I completely agree. So with that, let's go ahead and jump into our third interview. So we had Aaron Enley that was able to join us here in studio. And with that, we'll go ahead and play Aaron's audio. He has a program that he uses called Inventory Now. And with that, we'll go ahead and play this, and we can get a little more education on Inventory Now and and what led Aaron to uh, choosing that platform. So Aaron Enley is here with us, and Aaron was kind enough to come join us here in Tremont in person. Uh, Aaron, let's start like this. Tell me a little bit about KE Precision Ag Give me a little background on your business. How long have you guys been a dealer, um, employee? Number of employees, things like that.
4: Uh, we've been precision dealers for roughly twenty-two years. I've somewhere around there. Um, there's two main techs, myself and one other planter tech, and then uh, we do have a seed business as well. That's, that's separate. You know, we have seed salesmen and, and that. That's separate from the precision, but. And my dad kind of floats around between, uh, and then we farm as well. Um, So kind of the farm, seed, and the precision, those three pieces.
0: I don't think I knew this until very recently, but K-E is Kurt Enley. Kurt Enley. That's That's my dad dad. who started the business. Yeah. Okay. I figured.
4: Real original.
0: (laughs) Well, I figured that there was (laughs) some sort of a, I mean, E and Enley. I mean, that made sense, but I didn't know it was Kurt. But okay, Very good. So what I want to dive into now is you use a program, and you actually had brought this up to me, I don't know, it was maybe two or three years ago at a winter meeting. You use a program called Inventory Now for your inventory management, and that's, that's a bulk of where the conversation is going to be here today between you know, the three of us. Um, tell me a little bit about Inventory Now. What led you to choosing that system, and how are you
4: using it? Uh, so, yeah, it's called Inventory Now. N O W, uh, and you can search for it, um, you know, on the on the Google Store or the App Store, or whatever. And um, one of the things early on that I was interested because I I was searching for other, you know, there's a host of choices out there, and so I wanted uh, barcode scanning capabilities, um, and so that kind of Limited, you know, weeded out some of the others. Um, I honestly don't use that very much right now, but that was one of the. You can create your own barcodes uh, if you want. Uh, that was one of the things. And then uh, my my thought was I I really had two main goals. I wanted um, I wanted to know where products were physically located in my shop, and. Na- and that's going to now be transitioning this summer into our service van. So we've got a, a new service van that's, you know, bigger, taller, more stuff. And what's in the service van versus what's in the the shop and where is it physically located in the service van because uh, it can get kind of hectic sometimes. So I wanted to know where things were physically located for, I mean, myself, but really for other employees and even customers. I've had customers walk into our shop and I can pull up the app on my phone. This is the part number. Walk over to A17 on the pallet racking and it's and then they find it. It's super, super great for that. Um, and then the other component would be how much unsold inventory I have. So unsold being key. Um, so I use the app. Only what's unsold goes in the app. So if I put an order in with precision and it comes on a a, a pallet and it sits there and it's either going to get installed or it's going to get shipped back out, delivered to a customer, that doesn't go in the app because that's sold. Or maybe I have a split order where some of it's sold, some of it's not. Whatever goes on the shelf Physically gets put on the shelf, goes into the app, and whatever physically gets removed. So, like, if there's a return and it physically gets put back on the shelf, that's how I use the app. So I know what's unsold and what's not. So then when it comes order time, like summer orders like we are in now, stocking orders, I use the app. I mean, I used to walk around with a clipboard uh, or or my iPad and actually –
3: Do physical inventory. Physical
4: inventory while I'm – kind of walking around and adding stuff to the card or rotting it down on a, on, a, on a clipboard. But now I just use the app and I sit in my house when the kids go to bed and I do I know what I have and what I need to order. So,
0: so this does give you the ability to do barcode scanning.
4: It does. So um, you can create your own barcodes, which I, I haven't done that. Um, and you can search by barcode. So a lot of precision products, the boxes, the, the, the bags or the sacks that the things come in, have barcodes on them, so you just, it's on the home screen when you open the app. There's a barcode button. You tap it, pulls up your camera. It search, and you scans that barcode, and then it pulls up. You can type the number in, you know, the seven, di- six-digit part number, but you can search also by barcode. That's what the barcode is, is it's the part number.
0: So take me through a little bit of kind of your thinking around, or may, if there was thinking around, like, why not inventory something? Like, if you get an invoice that's specific for a planner, you don't inventory that. This is only things that are going to be stored, if you will, in the shop. Um, is there a reason to keep those separate other than just, like, if it's coming in and going right on a planner, I don't need to warehouse it. I'm not so much worried about that. Take me through the thought process there a little bit of, of Um, keeping those separate
4: time. I mean, it takes, it takes, you have to be diligent. If you're going to implement an inventory system, it's only as good as what you put into it. So if it, if you're not diligent about keeping it up to date, then you start to not trust it and, and all the wheels fall off. So you have to be diligent about, so it's, you know, to that point, it's about time. Like, why do I need to inventory these, you know, 70 part numbers that are in this pallet? And then two weeks from now, when I do the install, install, I'm going to take them out of inventory. Like it's just.
3: Yeah, they're already spoken for. So it's kind yeah, of. Yeah. You know, so, I, that, yeah.
4: I mean, um, there's another component to the app that I don't use is um, like margin tracking. So you can enter in what your what your dealer cost is and then what your selling price is and then you can track margin like how much money you make. I, I don't use that. That would maybe be a a scenario where you it would be beneficial to inventory that planner that's already sold because you want that that report of that margin that was made. But I don't I don't use it like that. Um there's a, you can integrate it with QuickBooks, I'm pretty sure, which we don't use, we don't use that, um, but it can be done to integrate with QuickBooks as well. So you treat this really as just an inventory management system? Correct. Okay. It's what I physically, so if a customer, you know, I'm out in the field and a customer calls or texts me and wants to know if I, have this or this i need a part number i just open my app i I mean the popular stuff you you know Mm -hmm. usually if you have it just in your head but if it's like hmm yeah a white quick attach bracket for a nine i i'm not sure if i have it well i just pull up my my inventory app and it's either yes or no and so i definitely use it in that in that regard
0: so you had mentioned something, too, that was interesting that I hadn't heard or thought of. But I think we have a lot of dealers that also farm. So there's definitely an advantage for you for making it easy that another grower can swing by your shop and pick up a part. Oh, you yeah, you guys are out or in the field. Oh, yeah. And so the searchability of within your shop being able, as I think you said earlier, to say, go to A17 or whatever that was. Yep. Here's the part that you need. I I think that that's really interesting for other dealers out there to consider too who also farm. My my question on that is is there a way then or how do you check that part out? Do you just know they're there and so you go into the app and check it out or is there a way that like do you have a clipboard that they sign the part out on and then you'll go back at the end of a day and check those parts out on your phone?
4: So within the app you when you sell something you actually add it to a cart. The the, the app has a cart. Okay. So um so you can add it to the cart if it's one, two, ten items, and then you can um put the customer's information in there, like his name, you can email that to somebody, like to my dad or whoever does your invoicing, um, or you you can print it out if you're there and you wanna give him a receipt a copy or whatever. So it's um we do some of both. I mean, we have the old chicken scratch paper where you write it down or um I'll send myself an email sometimes just so I, I don't forget. I mean, I think all precision dealers probably are guilty at some point of product goes out the door and it doesn't get invoiced. <laughs> so yeah, that's um that that's that's real. That can happen. So we're kind of
0: we kind of do some of everything on that. So you brought up something that was kind of interesting, too, that I want to ask you. But can you tell me a little bit about how the app handles or how you guys even handle old part numbers? Um, Because you had brought up the example you used was Case Flagship Chains Mm -hmm. and that part number changing. Can you talk a little bit about how your team manages that in the app? And then the other one was like multiple parts in a pack, like a 10-pack of liquid fittings. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you work those types of parts through the app? Sure.
4: Let's take vac hose, for example. Comes in 25 or 50-foot rolls. So I chose to sell it by the foot. So I price it in the app by the foot, 80 cents or whatever it is. Um, And so if he does take a 25-foot box, I invoice 25 feet. Um, Same thing with liquid fittings. You know, if they're in a 10-pack, I'll put in the note section. Every part number has a note section down at the bottom. I'll put um, 10 pack per part number, you know, because precision, if you order the part, you're going to get a 10 pack. So then, but I will sell them individually. So I may sell 1.6 of a 10 pack would be 16. And so me and my team know that so that when we go to put them on the shelf or take them off the shelf and therefore they're in and out of the app, we'll, invoice them that way um, in within the app as far as old part numbers again we'll uh, case flagship uh, chain paddles have changed three times maybe over the years so um, or SRms those part numbers have changed a couple uh, once you know so I'll put the old part number in the notes so that if you forget and you search for the old part number it'll pull it up uh, just like it, it, it'll pull up anything that's in that listing, so to speak, for that part number when you search it. The search engine's pretty good uh,
0: within the app. So sounds like it. So it even pulls into the notes and finds. Oh yeah. Searches through the notes too.
4: And it's not like it. Um, it's not like it. If it's in the notes section, that it, you know, appears lower within the. You know, it. it the notes it, stand it, out. It tr- it treats the note section just like any of the other sections. Part numbers, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention on kind of the pros or how you're using the system? The
4: it, it's it's relatively cheap. So there's a couple level. There's a free version that you can only put in. I don't know. Not very many part numbers. I mean, Precision has thousands of part numbers. So um, you just download the CSV file. that's available on the cloud, and dump that into the app. So that's how we originally. You know, initially, ah, okay. initially did it, um, so that was really really handy. And it, and then we're at a sixty dollar a year. Six, sixty dollars a year is all it costs, uh, and that's for three devices. It'll you can have that on three devices. So then there's another level. It's maybe one hundred and fifty or something dollars a year for unlimited devices or something. So we we just needed the sixty. But it's, I mean, for the value that it brings to me, I mean, it could be 600 yeah. <laughs> instead of 60 um, uh One other thing I'll mention is that, you know, we had had to go through our whole shop and put down the, uh, the shelves, you know, inventory. You have to count every part. It's painful. It takes days to do it. But when we're actually going through like updating our inventory right now this week, taking physical inventory and updating the app because, you know, things get get off. Um, but pay attention or think through how you're going to label your shelves. Don't just start slapping numbers up because you need to think ahead, like what's going to happen if if we grow or if we need to add more shelves? How, how can this – system be expanded and not get real confusing you know just don't start numbering one two three four five six seven twenty thirty forty a hundred because what if you decide to insert a shelf in between number forty nine and fifty then you have forty nine and a half and 49 and forty nine three quarters <laughs> I, I mean so what I did is I I did a ten we have pa- we have big pallet racking and then we have smaller shelves too for boxes and stuff so I I started with a ten And then A20, so then like A15 would be in between those two tags. And then B10, B20, B30, or um, so that if you, this actually happened, we extended some shelves. We needed more space, so we extended some shelves. So then it became A10 and A20 were already there. Well, then it just went to A30 or A40 as the shelves grow longer um, or whatever. So we have, we have, after you get to A, it goes to double A, 10, double B, 10, triple A, 10. We're into the quadruples, quadruple A. Uh, You know, get into our meter room and all the little parts of the meter room. you You can take it to the nth degree, but my word of advice is just use a little bit of logic when you go into labeling your shelves plant for future expansion.
3: So this app is it more like a spreadsheet or is it like a map of each of it's, your, ju- your, it's
4: your, it'd be more kind of like excel. Okay, okay. I and mean, you just you know a bunch of
3: so it'll have like part number and then location location. Okay. Yeah.
0: How cumbersome was it to pick up and use? Super easy. Okay.
4: It's not complex. I mean, I don't use the margin piece, you know, and the reporting that is available i I, that's just irrelevant to me maybe that gets a little bit more dicey i don't know but
0: so hypothetically sometimes older folks are labeled as not as technologically advanced
4: this would be a good one for somebody that's not technologically advanced okay it's got a search it's you open that you know from you just tap the button it opens the app into the home screen. It's just a list of thousands of part okay. numbers so pretty user search bar search bar at the top you can type it in or else you can hit this barcode scanner and scan the bar the part number and then it pulls up whatever or if you start typing part numbers this is this comes into your search engine or, or inventory now search engine as you start typing part numbers, it'll start narrowing down the parts. So if you can't quite read that last number on that, you know, cause it got rubbed off, you, you can get close Mm -hmm. and then you can maybe find it or whatever.
0: What are the cons or what, what frustrates you about it?
4: This could be a con. I don't know. It's, um, now I've had it for maybe four years. And so there's been some product announced or new products like conceal and smart depth and some of these other, so that was not in the original CSV file that I used. So I've just kind of limped along, and you can add part numbers, you know, by by hand, so to speak. You just add one. And so I've added the ones that I needed uh, for the new products that come out. Well, there's getting to be a lot more part numbers to add. So um, I believe there's a process to update that like merge two csv files together i haven't done that yet i don't know how smooth that's going to go or whatever but um you know because there's going to be price updates every year there's the price updates and in the past i've just went through and cherry picked them out you know paint kind of painstaking one at a time but can we do that in mass with price updates and you know new part numbers that are coming in merging these things together seamlessly Maybe that's a con. I don't know how that's going to go. It's, if I, I I would, I would buy the thing again. Like I said, I would pay $600 instead of 60 a year for the, you know, for what it does for me. It's a, it is a no brainer. It's a little, you know, you got inventory all your stuff and that's, that takes days. Um, But once you do it and you stay up on it, you keep it current, you know, it's, I would never go back.
0: So we have asked some of the other dealers that we have talked to, the question that has come up is, would you recommend it to a friend? And it's been funny because I think every answer has been yes, but. Like they would put a caveat on it as to how it has fit their business. Uh, And so if this is the case, then I would recommend it for your business, right? If your business looks like this, we'd recommend it. I'm assuming by how positively you've kind of talked about inventory now, you would recommend it, but is there any advice that you would pass on? Your are one about how you label things or how you number things I think is really good. Um, is there anything in recommending this to a friend that you would also call out?
4: E- even if if you feel like you're a small dealer and oh, I don't have that much inventory, I mean, there's no... Um, there's no disadvantage there's no reason not to
3: i mean for 60 bucks a year you could be pretty organized sounds like
4: yeah and for multiple warehouses i know there's a feature in there for multiple warehouses which i haven't used yet i don't know how if that's clunky or not uh just haven't just haven't had the need but uh some you know big dealers or multi-location dealers you know um i don't know if that would be a thing or not but it's just worked really, really well for us and our needs.
0: One of the things that I really appreciate was when you walked down or walked into the studio today and we started talking a little bit about kind of what to expect or, or what we're going to um, kind of talk about today, Uh, you had said, well, well, I put some notes together of things that you wanted to hit on. I love that. I think that's great. I want to give you the opportunity to make sure you hit on all the thoughts that you had jotted down on the iPad over there. Is there anything else that you wanted to add to this conversation? Helpful notes about inventory management you want to pass on? Anything like that that you'd like to to further mention or or make sure you got out there from your notes? I
4: I think I said it's cloud-based or it maybe that's implied, but it is cloud-based so there's um uh smartphone, you know, apps, there's tablet There's an app for tablet that's been optimized for tablets, and then there's a a website, you know, for a desktop you log into and um, manage from a desktop computer. There's those three components. I almost always use my phone. We do have a a tablet that's specific for the shop that anybody can walk, anybody, um, usually it's employees that will look at the because I said we only have three devices. So, you know, there's a shop iPad um, that's supposed to be, supposed to stay in the shop. Um, and one other thing about how I use the app is I I don't generally inventory used components. Um, so, you know, if we have a set of used row cleaners or something, you know, 16 row cleaners that are in a crate or something, I won't. I won't inventory those. I will inventory some maybe like used harnessing. Um, you, you know, it's like a used yield sense harness or something that somebody upgraded to a Gen 3, and I got some used harnessing. I will because I might sell that yeah. ins- instead somewhere. of a new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, generally speaking, I don't inventory used. That's just a dis- you could. You can inventory whatever you want, but I generally don't. Uh, just because I'm trying to get rid of it and get it out the door.
0: Is there a way you track that separately, like used components?
4: Um, Not through the app. I mean, it's just. In your head? <laughs> uh, oh, you mean what I have? Yeah. I, I try not to sit on used stuff too much. I, I try to, I mean, you do, everybody does, but I try to get that out the door
0: pretty fast. All right. With that, I think that's all that that we have for you. I appreciate you coming in and talking a little bit about uh, inventory now. Um, so, yeah, just thanks again for your time coming in. I'm glad you thanks, were. So. Uh, you bet. we able to come in. This was this was good. I appreciate you making the trip to Tremont. Yep. That means a lot. So, and I could stop by Morton on my way home. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's dual purpose. That's right. <laughs> Very good, Aaron. Thank you so much for being here. You bet. All right. All right. So that was Aaron Enley talking to us. Uh, about inventory now, an app he uses to track inventory, know what he's got in stock um, I think Brian, one of the things that i I kind of pulled out from that is he had a program that he was using already for finances. Mm-hmm. His dad was he really felt like he needed something that growers could come to his shop when he wasn't there, and they could easily find the part that they needed, you know his family farms. So being able to service customers while also doing that was was major for yeah, him I think that was that a huge really benefit, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, he said he he knew the finances part they had covered. he needed a basic inventory management system where he knew what he had on the shelves and where to go to find it you know and and I say basic, he said you could add on to it multiple locations for him, he's got one location and a van. Um and with that they are really focused on on keeping track of what they have and being able to efficiently and quickly go find a part that they know they have in inventory or like you said, direct a grower into their shop to a, a location and pick up a part uh if if it's a planter down situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we had kind of said in the very first episode that our goal here was not really around advocating for a certain program, that the most kind of beneficial thing about having these conversations is we get some experienced dealers to come on and talk through their thinking and their experience as they kind of moved into inventory management and how they wanted to handle that. I think to kind of step back, and look at all three interviews together. One thing that I think is good to highlight is wherever you're at in your business, it's healthy to step back and take a look at how your inventory is being managed, right? And kind of to, to reevaluate that. And so to hit on some of the considerations that all three of these guys made, I wrote down things like need growers to be able to come out and easily find a part. That mm-hmm. was Aaron, right? Mm-hmm. Multiple locations. Just getting something down, right? That was a big thing with, I think, Schliff's was we got to take what's in Rich's head and just right. we got to get it down yeah. somewhere, right? Yep. Also with Schliff's, needing to track a full build, multiple parts across a, a planter build, a liquid build, uh, and then adding precision components. Um, and cu- A lot of the customization. Yes. Yeah, because like he said, if it was
3: just doing uh, precision, adding parts, aftermarket parts to a planter, That'd be one thing that QuickBooks would probably be good at, but it's the customization as they start to do full planter builds or liquid systems where there's, you know, they're charging by the foot per hose, like some of that kind of stuff is where, or, or they're making kits uh, with full system kits that, that it can't
0: quite handle. Yeah, yeah. And to that point, it could be that there's guys out there where for the first time they're going to start to move into a software platform in their business and QuickBooks would work, or they're looking for something that does multiple things, right? Mm-hmm. I just, I, I at least need to start with something that I'll learn one software platform. It would be really nice if it did payroll, inventory, finances, things like that. So I think the point that I want to make is as you reevaluate inventory, consider these things, mm-hmm. right? Consider all of those things that these kind of experienced guys. Are going through. And I would say that it kind of came out that they still think through ways that they can continue to utilize their systems and improve their systems too, which was good. But again, I think it's just to to hearken back to consider these things, right? Think through these things uh, that these guys kind of thought through as they looked for ways to manage inventory the most efficiently or mm-hmm. more efficiently year over year. Yeah. I think Brian the other thing that I had written down to that was interesting to me and I had not really considered was inventory that is not build but is not sellable meaning you haven't built it out it's on a planner you have it but you can't reserve it for somebody else right like mm-hmm. the the again build um but not allocated as inventory if that makes sense so mm-hmm. Schliff's kind of talked about this a little bit, like if it's on the planner, it's spoken for, but we haven't built it yet. And thinking through a system that maybe marks those two separately or accommodates or sets up well for that, I, I was aware that that could happen, right? That you could have stuff physically on a planner, but that's not billed out to the customer yet. I just hadn't really thought through that in terms of how do you handle that in an inventory management? Yeah, so and so-
3: Aaron, Aaron talked about that a little bit. As he said his inventory management system he does not put any of that in his inventory system because that's not something that he can go pull right so he he keeps those separate if it's if it's already spoken
0: for for a customer the other thing i'll say is we heard multiple times how guys considered what was going to be best for the customer experience mm-hmm. not just need something to track parts i have correct right and, you know, Aaron talks about I needed something that, again, growers could come in and, and find parts. Hans talked about also having something that I could track configs or configurations, mm-hmm. different setups or different parts on planners. Um, and so I think that's the other piece of it, too, is that, again, this is why we're not necessarily advocating for any certain program. It's up to or, or you know, dealers understand kind of where they're at in their business um, but I hope these things have kind of helped to give further consideration or, or uh, learn about where others who have been in those shoes or maybe are currently in those shoes, what they're what they're going through and thinking through too.
3: Yeah, and Tyler, I would also like to thank uh, Hans, Rich, and Aaron all for for giving up some time and coming on uh, and talking to us about their the platform that they use individually. So
0: Agreed, That was awesome. Thank those guys very much. That's greatly appreciated. Brian, thank you so much for jumping on and helping out and being a part of uh, Smarter Every Season. No problem. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, Thank you so much to everybody out there that is listening. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun again to do. We hope that you've enjoyed it as much as Brian and I have, and hopefully join us again on the next episode of Smarter Every Season.